For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Chandler Guadagnin. I'm joined in the studio today by Elder Juan Pablo Villar of the 70 and his wife, Sister Carola Villar. Um, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for, for the invitation. We're happy to be here. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, so you guys are today's devotional speakers. Do you mind telling me a little bit about yourselves, just a little bit about your family? Well, we're from Chile. We were born in the Santiago area and raised there. We have three children between the ages 26 and 21. We have one grandbaby, a baby girl. Our first. Our first granddaughter, so we're happy. That is perfect. Um, you have you had a, a child that went here to BYU-Idaho, mm-hmm. you told yes. me. And her husband. And her husband. Yes. Well, fantastic. Yeah. So they graduated already? They're, they're still in the process. Okay. Well, great. So they're still here then. And then, Elder VR, you, you studied communications, you said. Yes, I studied communication as a, my bachelor degree, communication and public relations. Very yeah. nice. So it's similar to what you're doing today. Yes, yes. I love, I, I love this settings, being with you. Today. Well, it's great to be, be with you. So <laughs> I looked at both of your talks, and uh, your talks are great. Sister VR, I, I had a question for you. You started off your talk asking a question, what are your goals? Why did you do that? That was the first thing that stuck out to me was there's a question at the beginning of this talk. Mm-hmm. What prompted you to, to come up with that question and to put that at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking what to speak about, you know, and uh, uh, a while ago. And um, our children are still in school. And uh, we've had the chance to visit them in their units, and 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 recently we served a mission as mission leaders in Barcelona, Spain. Uh, and so we always there talked about goals and plans, you know. And um, and so I was thinking that maybe asking, I'd like us to ask questions when when I'm sharing something, so we have something to ponder about and. And sometimes we get up in the morning and we just go out and do whatever we need to do that we have for the day, school, work, whatever. Uh, and we just go with that. And not many times we take, you know, a few moments to ponder, what do I want to do today? What do I want to achieve? Am I going to be, um, you know, with my eyes and and heart and my mind even open to see what I'm going to learn today or where I'm, who am I going to bless? So that's why I started asking. I will start asking those questions, uh, goals and plans. Uh, usually we don't even think about that and then we just live our day. I, I served my mission in, in Nebraska, Omaha, and uh, goals and plans were a lot of it, right? Uh-huh. And and so that was very similar. And I, I guess that's why it jumped off the page to me is because we lived off of goals and we lived off of plans. And so that's great. I Thank you very much. Can I, can I add yeah, one thing? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's, it's important when we talk about goals and plans because we, when we are in the mission, we thought that goals and plans are essential, of course, but we forget about them after our missions because this is for life, having goals and plans for our life is part of the plan of salvation. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And can you take me through the process of, of coming up with 
um, with these topics and with, with these talks that you guys both wrote. Um, Elder VR, you've spoken in general conference before. Was this different or similar or uh, what was the process like? Well, in some ways it's similar and in some ways it's different. So it's similar in the, in the, in the situation that we need to help others. And I would like to share with others what is helping me in my life. So uh, when in general conference, the topic I chose is because is what I needed in my life. I felt that this is what is uh, something that I needed to improve in, 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 in my life. And wh- that is why I chose that topic. Now, coming to BYU-Idaho, I also had the opportunity to share with our missionaries in, in, in Spain, Barcelona, and see the challenges that the youth is having today. And this is why maybe sharing these thoughts with them, uh, I, th- I thought that they, this topic will help them. It was a principle, the, the action you had, you equated to uh, leadership and education, all these things to action. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, sometimes... We take all these uh, attributes like education, well, uh, the opportunities like education or leadership as in, in a passive way, like uh, acquiring those skills. But those skills are not going to be developed in our lives unless that we act upon them. So if we are about education, for example, education is not just obtaining knowledge. Why we have this opportunity? Why we have the opportunity to, to, to grow in our understanding and in our knowledge is because we need to act after that according to that knowledge. We need to put in practice that, exercise though, that knowledge. It's the only way that we can uh, take advantage of that opportunity. On the other side, if we talk about leadership, for example, sometimes we think that leadership is just saying things or telling others what to do or to go. But I like this specific part about leadership that a, a, a truly effective leadership leader make things happen. And that is something that is not easy in the real life because in my professional career, I, I, I had the opportunity to, to be in many, many meetings with a lot of leaders in, in my organization, in, in the corporate world. And, and you, can, you can, I can tell you uh, with certainty that uh, many of them express ideas or things to do, but at the end, you don't see many results or, or, or those ideas to be executed. So that is, that caught my attention that not all the leaders are able to transform those ideas in actions. So making things happen is an an attribute that very few leaders develop in their lives. And I think it's a a great opportunity for each one of us. Jesus Christ was the the perfect leader for that. He's an example about that, making things happen. Sister VR, you, your, your talks, both of your talks kind of run parallel to each other. I love that, and I recognize that. And uh, so goals also are a form of action. And you talk about how there are certain steps and certain things you can do to fill your day. 
um, with things that are meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you share a little bit about some things that not only that you shared in your talk, but some things, some ways that setting goals and other things have helped you in your life? Well, I think I think there's a difference of just living life or making it meaningful. And, of course, the knowledge of the gospel helps us with that. So our lives are more meaningful that we do everything with intention throughout the day. And, and the goal is to become better, to become who the Lord and, and Heavenly Father wants us to become. So when we have goals for the day, even with little things, it doesn't have to be something big. I'm not going to do something that is going to change the world right now. But it might in the future with my little actions. And for example, when I make a goal to daily prayer as soon as I get up, for example, or, or to be more meaningful in the little things that I do throughout the day, I'm not going to be able to achieve what I need to achieve, but I'm going to also find a way to bless others even. So sometimes we, we, um, we are so busy that we forget those little things that, are, that make the difference, like personal prayer or the re- reading of the scriptures. And, and those little things that we all know that we need to do make the difference in our life. And sometimes those are the most difficult things to do just because we get in a routine, right? And exactly. we, we're taken out of that routine and we forget to do those simple things. Uh-huh. So if I remember today that if I do those little things, I'm going to be able to study better, to be a better worker, a, be- a better person, a better friend. And then it's helping me to achieve the goal that I have in life of being, I don't know, successful or in our families, finding a husband, for example, for the ones that are single. And goals, once we get those simple things down, right, they, they stretch us. Mm-hmm. And they, they take us yes. out of our comfort zone um, into, into what is a, a growing experience. And that's why we're here on this earth, right? The Lord placed us here to set goals and to become better people mm-hmm. and to get out of our comfort zone to become more like him. Elder VR, you talk about getting out of your comfort zone and how important that is for education, for life in general. How can students get out of their comfort zone? I am guilty of this. I stay in my comfort zone a lot. How can we get out? Well, this is a task for all of us, Chandler, not just for the student. I'm, I'm in, the same, in the same place that you are. So every day we need to just push ourselves out of that comfort zone. And, it, well... Sometimes it's not easy because you, first of all, you need to realize that you are in that comfort zone, that you are in a place that you're not growing up. I mean, you are not progressing. And, and that is the first, I mean, step is to realize that something is not right with you. And that is the exercise I do every day. So I, I, I try to see myself and see, what else I need to do? Where, which things I need to add to my life? Which things I need to leave or, or stop doing uh, in, in order to be to grow? Uh, as you said at the beginning, the main goal is to grow, to progress in this life. So everything that is just stopping or making it difficult for us to grow is 
because we are in a in a place where uh, we feel comfortable as we are in that moment. Um, now, I I suggested a couple of things to do if we want to go out of that comfort zone, and I I will divide this in two. I mean, the first one is just talking to those who are around you, your family, your fr your friends, the ones that you trust on, or or your church leaders. They can tell you what 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 else maybe you can do to to be a better person. But more importantly is the relationship that you have with our your heavenly Father, our heavenly Father and your Savior. They are always ready to help us, and if we uh, rely on them, they will help us to realize which things we need to change, which things we need to start doing, which things we need to stop doing in order to, to grow, to progress. I love that. You mentioned a lot of times when we th think about growing and setting goals, right, we think about the things that we need to do. I love that you brought it up and said things that we need to do, but also things that we need to stop doing because we have those comforts, those things that we go into that um, we're comfortable with, but they halt our progression. And um, when, we, when we stop doing what we're not supposed to be doing, that is also when we can, can grow. Yeah. Can I, can I share an example? Absolutely. Um, I remember years ago when, I, when we got married, uh, when the digital era was not even there, um, I, I remember um, I loved to read newspaper because I, I, I loved uh, to, to be informed about what is happening in the world, in our lives, in our, in, in our places, surroundings. So, uh, but I remember Sister Villard telling me some, some, some during the weekends mainly, um, telling me on Saturday uh, that it was a great time for me to read the newspaper. And, and she told me, okay, I think you read enough. Now we need to do other things, right, with the kids or we need to do some errands together. And, and, and today we have these uh, smartphones, all the devices that are, we have information instantly. And, but they can cut our time. I mean, they can, we can spend hours maybe in our, in our devices not doing anything. And that is a problem when we feel that we are just being entertained. And that is a problem. And that is something that I need to deal with also every day. Because, again, I'm not saying here that it is not good to have a nice time or rest from, from, from the daily activities. But when this is a habit and we are just losing the control of our lives because of that, it becomes a problem. You are the executive assistant in the temple department. And as you know, we're getting a new temple here. Uh, in Rexburg, a second temple. Can you tell me a little bit about the process, how it all came to be, maybe an update on how it's going, um, anything that you're willing or able to share? Well, I, I don't know if I have much information to, to add of what you know, because 
uh, I can tell you, this is this is under the first presidency um, uh, responsibility, and and I love the process when President Nelson is receiving the revelation to tell us where the next temples are going to be. Uh, I don't have too much uh, details to give you about the, the the blessing of having a second temple here. It's in the process. But I can tell you one thing about the blessing I have in working with in, in the temple department. I can see clearly the hand of the Lord blessing this world today. This is the best time in the history of the restored gospel to be a member of the church. There is not a better time to live in than this time. I can tell you that, Chandler. The blessings, the miracles that we are seeing today are not comparable to those with the, the, the time with Joseph, uh, our brother Joseph or Brigham Young. We, have, we are now witnesses of, in the world the gospel is just reaching places that we didn't imagine, blessing many lives. So what the Lord is doing right now and our Heavenly Father is doing, just blessing us with uh, more temples, more and more temples every day. And, you know, as President Nelson said, uh, we need to take our vitamins because he is keeping us uh, busy. busy and running, you know, because... Temples are coming closer and closer to each one of us. And Rexford is not deception. And uh, I want to just thank all, all the students and all the people of Rexford because uh, you, your activity, your visit to the temple, your desire to serve in the temple is just creating this need of a second temple. And that is fantastic. That is wonderful how this work is moving forward at this pace is important for the Lord. So thank you for that. Thank you. Um, as you said, it's unprecedented. We had three temples dedicated on Sunday, and that's never happened mm-hmm. in the history of the church. That's right. It's, it's and, incredible. And, and we need to just be <laughs> familiar with that because in the future with the, with the the all the temples announced and and, and being and being announced in the following uh, conferences, I think we are going to see this more frequently. Mm-hmm. And what a blessing it is for the members here and in Utah as well to have temples so close by. Uh, I grew up having a temple being built when I was around 10 years old. And for a long time, we only had one temple in Chile for the whole country. And it wasn't easy for everybody to get to the temple. So I hope the members here in Rexburg will take advantage of, in the future, having two temples so close by. Well, it's a wonderful blessing. Sister Villar's parents, just as a, as a note, uh, Sister Villar's parents travel 6,500 miles to get sealed. And they save money for for a long time yes. to get into Salt Lake City, to Salt Lake City and get sealed in 1973, two. Five, two, two, mm-hmm. 72. So having a, a temple 30 minutes or maximum an hour from your home is, 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 a, 
Tremendous yes. blessing. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, as we close the interview, I just want to thank you for the spirit that you brought, um, for your willingness to answer questions. It's been absolute pleasure. Um, is there anything else that you would like to touch on? I think I just, I, I think I'm going to speak for myself, what I wish for me. And I hope this will help somebody. Um, I just hope every day that I, that I don't forget what's important. Of course, we're members of the church. We live in this world. But I hope that I never forget who I am and who am I going to face one day and give my accounts of everything that I did on this earth. And, um, and I just want to be aware every single day of the responsibility that I have as a woman of the church. And, and, with, and my goal, my daily goal is to be able to find what I need to do and how am I going to be a part of the, words, the, the Lord's work and help it continue advance. That's good. Thank you. Well, I'm, I just want to say that um, I love this woman, Sister Villar. Uh, she's, she always has been next to me and helping me, supporting me. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. I, I just shared, I want to share with you, Chandler, and with all of those who are listening to these uh, messages, that I got baptized when I was 18 years old. So before that, I, I grew up in a, in a good home, Christian. My, my, I'm grateful for my parents because they, they taught us uh, Christian values. I'm grateful for that. Uh, now, when, when I met the sister missionaries and they taught me the gospel, the restored gospel, I started learning new things. New, a new vocabulary, I new words in my in my uh, to to my world, right? So Melchizedek, or so Relief Society, even prophets. Those were new concepts for me, and I remember listening the first time to a prophet at that time was President Ezra Taft Benson. And now that thirty plus years have passed since then. Uh, I just want to tell you how blessed we are for having a prophet. This is sometimes things that we take for we take for granted, but having a prophet who can guide us, who can give you give us advice every day, is a tremendous blessing. Now, when we sustain our prophet, and and there is a hymn, right? Oh, think we thank ye. We thank thee, O God, for a prophet. Sometimes I ask myself, do I? I mean, because when we sustain our prophet, we do two things. First, first one is we agree with that calling. But the second is that we are going to follow his advice. And I just want to live every day in a way that I'm following prophet's advice for our days. And this is one thing that I would like just to tell and uh, as, as closing thoughts that 
we need to follow the prophet. He is here just to help us, to tell us what are the things that we can do to bless our lives. And those things that we need to stop doing or avoid doing because are not going to help us. So I just want to tell you, I, I love I love this this concept of having a prophet. I love prophet. I love President Nelson. I love being part of this uh, work, marvelous work, being part of this organization, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But above all, I'm grateful for being a child of our Heavenly Father and having this knowledge and the opportunity to act upon this knowledge. Thank you very much. That's uh, that is something to remember. I love that. For BYU Idaho Radio, I'm Chandler Guadagnin. I was joined in the studio by Elder Juan Pablo Villar of the Seventy and his wife, Sister Carola Villar. They were today's devotional speakers. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you, Chandler. Absolutely, we, we love it. Thank you.